Welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club podcast, the place to get all your children gardening ideas, makes and questions answered. This podcast is sponsored by the School Garden Success Plan, so if you're a teacher or parent that want to get your local school growing their own and caring for wildlife, then the School Garden Success Plan is just for you. We give you all of the equipment, all of the lesson plans, all the way from January straight through to December, and most importantly, teacher support forever, all for the fantastic cost of 499. Then you need to head to schoolgardensuccess.co.uk. That's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk to get your school gardening this year. Times top gardening podcaster and presenter, he comes from Essex, Colchester to be absolutely specific, and he's very welcome in Shropshire today. A regular broadcaster on both CBBC, your favourite channel, of course, and uh, he's also appeared on Blue Peak. We're talking about Percy Thrower, another famous gardener who comes from Shrewsbury, spent a long time in Shrewsbury. And uh, the first he's a gardening centre. Yeah, I've given him an idea. He could have his own gardening centre in due course. Uh, so, uh, uh, also an author with a mission to bring the joy of gardening to families and to young people. Would you please welcome Lee Connolly, otherwise the Skinny Jean Gardener. Thanks, everyone. Uh, it almost felt like it was going to be, this, this is my life there. <laughs> this is your life. Uh, thank you very much for staying about. Thank you very much for uh, eating the buffet. I feel like it is my birthday today, so it's nice. It feels like you're all part of my birthday. It's not really my birthday. <laughs> Just, I, I thought it would be a funny joke, but I thought if anyone starts singing at your birthday, I'd feel really guilty at the end of the day. Um, but thank you very much for staying around. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, school gardening and how you can bring more school gardening into your schools and the joy of it as well. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, I didn't get gardening until I was 27 years old. and Before that, I, I was an electrician. And the reason I started getting gardening was because uh, I moved out of my mum and dad's house. I wasn't thrown out. I, was, uh, I moved in with my wife. And uh, I missed my brother. But we really missed each other. Like... We had this connection when we lived together. Sure, we argued about borrowing each other's clothes, but uh, we had this connection that we sort of lost when we um, weren't around each other. So there's a few things that we tried to do to, um, to come back together as brothers. Uh, one was that we tried to be in a crazy golf team. Uh, it didn't quite work out. We actually tried to get Red Bull to sponsor us. They were not interested. Um, 
We also tried to be in a band, which didn't quite work out because neither of us could play instruments. Uh, and then uh, my brother, uh, he went to his local church and then the vicar there had an allotment. And it was well overgrown, it was, it was so overgrown, and he must have looked at it and thought, I need some mug to come along and help me. I was that mug. And uh, we started this allotment, and it was an amazing thing that just took over our lives. And we started to learn how to grow our own vegetables. Um, and also the community around allotment here was absolutely amazing. And we put it onto social media, and very quickly uh, we got into the whole media world without really knowing it. And there's a farm just up the road from us uh, called uh, Jimmy's Farm uh, by Jimmy Doherty. And uh, he said, come up to the farm, have a little look and see if you can do anything with this area in our, on our farm. And we ended up turning uh, what used to be a cow paddock into a, an allotment, which then grew all the vegetables that we used in the restaurant. And it was a really great learning experience for us because we honestly had, this was about a year into our gardening, gardening world, uh, had no idea what we were doing still. We were very good at weeding and maybe popping a few seeds in the ground, but we still had no idea. So we had visitors coming down and asking us questions, thinking we're the experts, uh, and actually we had no idea. We, were, we, had, we ended up learning from them. It was a great thing. Um, got thrown into the whole media world of being on Blue Peter. We met uh, Jamie Oliver and started doing bits with him, uh, and then went on to Blue Peter and become a Blue Peter gardener. And sometimes when I tell my mum and dad this, they still don't believe me. They <laughs> didn't even watch it. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, started doing uh, Blue Peter, um, which was an amazing experience. If anyone wants to ever become an allotmenteer, two, there's two ways of doing it, right? So the first way is to get your own allotment and spend a whole year, if you haven't had a council allotment before, a whole year just weeding and getting it ready, right? Or you become a TV allotment here, right? You go up to uh, Salford just up, not far from here, is it? Is it far from here? Manchester, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you go up to there, you, um, you turn up, you get put up in a nice hotel, it's really nice, right? And then you go down to the allotment, and there's a 20-man strong team clearing it for you. And all you have to do is pose for a pumpkin plant and just go, that's it. Do that 20 times, obviously. Um, that is the best way to start gardening, in my, my own opinion. Not everyone gets the chance, right? Um, so, uh, becoming Blue Peter a Gardener has been an amazing experience. Uh, and more recently, uh, I've done bits on BBC Teach. And was over in Birmingham not long ago filming for that. And uh, yeah, obviously I'm not the normal uh, gardener sort of looking person, I suppose. I'm trying to bring a, a cool, I call it Kanye West. Um, <laughs> look, I was in Birmingham and we were doing a rehearsal and we had an earpiece in to, to the main bit. And they said, oh, could Lee look anything, um, could you get Lee to put a shirt on or something to look more gardenery? I know, I'm trying to change the world of gardening. Cool garden, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, also, uh, I've got a book out which um, which me and my daughter um, wrote together. I'll be honest with you, she didn't do too much of it. I was made of it. She posed quite a bit for photos, which she would turn into a bit of a diva. That was one of the best things for me to get gardening. We did all the gardening thing, me and my brother, and then the TV stuff. And I was putting stuff out. Hey, you earlier mentioned Pinterest. 
Yeah, Pinterest is amazing. Anyone else use Pinterest here? Yeah. <laughs> you could do, but <laughs> it is good, right? It's really great. I was doing um, Pinterest ideas on telly, and they're really good, but I didn't have any kids at the time. So I was doing these massive, like, bug hotels in cupboards and giving them out to parents and saying, yeah, you can do this. And then when Olive came along, at, like, two years old, I don't know if you ever tried to do a gardening task that you've seen it on Pinterest and then you try to do it with a two-year-old. Yeah, they are quite ambitious. It doesn't work, does it? It doesn't quite work out. Um, so at the time on Blue Peter, I was putting Pinterest ideas out and it wasn't until Olive came along I realised what real child children gardening is about. So all the ideas that we did together in my garden, we, uh, we, we did together over many years. So she's seven years old now. For me, it's like the best experience as a father to get outside and experience that, like creating proper memories. Like we'll sit and watch Simpsons on the daily if we can at 6pm, but that's great. But actually being outside in the garden, it makes a real um, proper memories for me as, as a father and, and hopefully Olive enjoys it. She says she does, but you know, you never know, do you? Um, also, uh, the school plan, which I want to talk about in a minute, uh, and I've got a podcast out as well, which is called the Teacher Parent Garden uh, Club Podcast, which we've just rebranded recently. So if you want to listen to more ideas about how to get gardening, there's loads of different makes and stuff on that podcast, which, um, which is hopefully really interesting, and some interesting people as well will be interviewed to get ideas from. Um, so that is a little bit about um, what I do. Um, right, so for me, gardening uh, has three main pillars um, to get children out there gardening. And the first one is grow your own. Like, having that tiny little seed that turns into an actual plant, I do a show called The Biggest Garden Entertainment Show, where I, I dress up uh, in a gold sparkly jacket and get the kids excited. That's my closest bit to becoming a magician. I'm not clever enough to be a magician. I can stand on stage in a sparkly jacket and look a little bit like one. Having that seed that turns into like a tomato in the end, a natural tomato plant, is absolutely like magic. And I think that Grow Your Own is an amazing way to teach children how to, um, to eat more healthily. Like I think that's the biggest thing. If a child has grown something from a little seed into a plant, they've seen the whole process, they're more likely to eat that thing or eat, eat that um, vegetable. It also, uh, I always get asked quite a bit, is what is like the top three things for children to grow? And that's a really difficult thing to answer because for me and Olive, like we love growing chilies, although she doesn't eat the chilies so much, that's more on my side. Uh, peppers, tomatoes, pumpkins. We, we, we have um, a few different things that we like. Some quick stuff that you can grow, like radishes. Like, has anyone grow radishes with the kids? A few. Some people say, oh, radishes, really quick growing, they're amazing. If you find a child that loves a radish, right? <laughs> it never happens, okay? So you have to get children to grow exactly what they love to eat, or you think they're going to love to eat. This has to be like a, a, a two-way thing. You have to both, um, as a parent or a teacher, as a in class, you have to talk about what uh, you're going to be growing and make sure that you're actually going to eat it at the end of it. When I first started gardening, uh, I was given loads of seeds and, and I started growing loads of onions. I really hate onions, so I didn't care about them. The same with children, if they don't care about what they're growing, they're not going to care, um, care if they just sit there wiltering away. 
Uh, next part uh, of the three peers is wildlife. Um, I was at uh, Ideal Home Show uh, at the weekend, and uh, the amount of people that come up to me, the amount of parents that came to me and said, oh, uh, we've got this garden, it's an amazing garden, show me a picture of it, yeah, it's a nice garden. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we want to do something with the lawn, we're going to get artificial grass for it, that'd be really nice. So I was just like, yeah, see you later. Uh, there's a generation now that think like plastic plants and artificial grass um, is really nice. It, has anyone got artificial grass here? Oh, good. I had to send someone out the other day when they put their hand up. Uh, I actually saw... You ain't got any, everyone. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually saw uh, the other day, someone had... There's a machine out for artificial grass, which you can clean the artificial grass <laughs> up and down, like a lawnmower, going up and down with it. Artificial grass is the worst thing. We've got a generation at the moment of parents that think that is the best way to go. And I think children, um, I know from my daughter's school and the schools that I visit, um, wildlife and the environment is such a major thing on their list of things to look after. Um, so I think getting wildlife into your gardens is really important as well. And then finally, uh, fun. Like all this stuff is educational, this is brilliant. We're learning, but if there's not fun items that you can get out into your gardens, then, then what's the point? If it's not fun, then why are we getting out there? Why are we enjoying it? Why are we out there enjoying it? Um, so those are the three uh, pillars of kids' garden for me, of, of what I base everything that I do on. Um, I'm not sure what the next slide is. Oh, it's that slide. Okay, right. Um, so, school gardening. So over the time that I've got really, um, obviously, more involved with school gardening and visited quite a few schools, uh, and in 2020, um, just before that thing happened, I won't talk about it, but, but we were, went around the country and we did a week's tour where we got 10,000 children gardening in one week. And it, was, it was such an incredible experience um, to get all these children. We had playgrounds full of kids, all sowing pots um, of seeds. Uh, and I obviously felt like Bono on the back of a pickup truck. I was like, it was on my back, it was amazing. Oh, on the back of a pickup chucking seeds out to kids. It was great for my ego. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, we did, we got 10,000 children garden. We were going to get 20 um, school allotments started at the same time and then follow that progress through. Obviously, then COVID came along, it didn't quite work out. Um, but like I say, that school tour did my ego wonders but it didn't actually do anything for school gardens because I was rocking up at schools for only about an hour getting children excited about it giving a load of product that we've been given to, um, um, to the schools and then saying see you later and leaving it um, I'm going to show you a quick little clip from that school tour looked really cool didn't it uh, <laughs> I love that. It was such a good thing, but it was a really good research thing for me about what schools really need and, uh, and what teachers need as well. So once we've done this, a lot of the gardens we visited, this is probably an extreme version of what we, we saw, but um, the, the schools that did have space to, to grow their own, the allotments um, had been built, and there's been a few schools I've visited recently, the allotments had been built and then by one teacher who had this massive, amazing plan that they were going to grow loads of veg. And then what happened is that teacher left, and then there was no one to follow up. 
because they took all the pressure on their shoulders and didn't let anyone else do it and you know built this amazing space and then they turned into stuff like this um, and this is like a common theme is what I find in schools uh, around the country you either get stuff like this or you get uh, uh, schools which don't have the space to do it one school we visited uh, we visited a school just outside of Birmingham they, had, they actually did have an amazing allotment and they had sheep and don donkeys, they didn't have donkeys, <laughs> donkeys, sheep and pigs and chickens and everything, right? And they had an amazing allotment. And then we went into Birmingham and there was a school that just had tarmac playground and just a few beds and then there was hardly any space at all. And uh, one of the things that are I'm from Essex, so if you notice. Um, uh, well, I feel quite lucky in, in our area because we've got quite uh, large gardens and and quite a lot of space and fields and and you know a bit like round here sort of thing. But um, but I feel lucky that like through lockdown I had that space. And we went to this school that just had tarmac and, and that was it. And the kids around there uh, just didn't do any gardening. I was like, what gardening do you do at home? And like, we don't actually have a garden. We've just got like a windowsill because we live in a flat. And it never really came to me that there's the only place some children actually do gardening is at school. Uh, so where there's even people with gardens, parents with gardens, that they don't garden with their kids, there's kids that have no space to do it. So I see the school as like the epicenter of gardening for children. So if there's families not gardening at home, uh, kids gardening at school uh, sort of can bring that out into, into the family uh, base. So over uh, 2020, we started to plan what we were going to do with school gardens. Since I've been gardening, I've been gardening for 10 years and been children's garden for about 10 years as well. And one of the things I always hear is we must get more children gardening, we've got to do this, the, 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 uh, the benefits of school gardening out there. But there's never been anything that really uh, guides schools through it. And so we came uh, together and built something called the School Garden Success Plan. Um, so basically, what we, uh, this is some of the schools that are already doing it. Uh, basically, what we do is we give the schools <coughs> a, a raised bed. So they get a, where is it? Aha. They get a raised bed like this. It's called veggie pod. Anyone got veggie pods around here? Okay. <laughs> uh, this is something that over the years, uh, from doing gardening and obviously doing media stuff, I get given a load of products uh, and I get to test out. And so over the years, I've tested a lot of different products that I know work. Some look good, but don't quite um, do the job. This is called a veggie pod, right? And this is what we give each class to grow in. And basically, it's a metre by a metre unit that sits on the playground or wherever you want to put it, maybe in a field if they a school just take on six and they're going to put them in an area of their um, field. And, and all it is is we grow uh, a load of vegetables. We give uh, all the seeds that the class will need and the tools, like proper tools. If you're going to get children gardening, give them like proper gardening tools. These ones are slightly smaller, but they look like the tools that we would use. Um, because you get all of them uh, colourful ones that look nice and fancy, but they just always break off in the end and they don't last. So we want, some, we want to put this out in schools that it will be around still in 10 years' time. So we give proper tools, um, all the seeds they're going to need for the year, uh, the, the veggie pod raised bed for the class, uh, the compost that goes into it as well. Um, and then we give uh, 
lesson plans. So there's three lesson plans throughout the entire um, month. And that goes from January all the way through to December. Um, and it basically, it just gives a guide to what this class can do. One of the things that I, I've uh, realised, I've got a, a friend as a teacher, I know a lot of teachers as well, is that there's not a massive amount of time to get home and sit and research about gardening and what they can do. My mate, uh, his name's... Uh, it don't matter what his name is, does it? His name's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he's a teacher in, in our local school, and he wants to get gardening uh, a lot more in, in his class. And he called me the other day. I actually gave one of these units to him and he, uh, back in September. Uh, I don't know where, what, why I've been sitting doing nothing, but he called me and he goes, oh, can you give me some tips about how to get my, gar my kids gardening in my class? When can I sow, um, I think he wanted to sow tomato seeds and pumpkin seeds as well. I always get asked when to sow pumpkin seeds around September time, when Halloween's coming. Like, you're a little bit late. Uh, he was like, I need to know when to sow stuff. I was like, it's all in the plan. Like, as soon as you start opening the plan up and going through it, it's all there. So it guides you through. So it guides you when to sow stuff, um, it guides you when to harvest stuff. It also talks about, uh, we go into soil, why we're using peat-free compost as well, which is super important. Um, it, it talks about how you can attract hedgehogs into the, to your school, how you can attract birds, and how you can attract more wildlife in as well. So throughout like, uh, the winter time, when we're not growing as much, we can sort out the wildlife side of it. And what we do is we get these lessons out there. Uh, we get these lessons out there. So from early years all the way through to like year six, each class has one of them raised beds outside their classroom. And so when they, uh, when they start early years, with the whole class sows seeds, some of them are going to work, some of them are not. And basically by year six, the whole class will know how to do it without even watching the video lessons. They will already know how to do it. So it's a real, it's a real learning uh, adventure throughout the whole primary, primary school time. Um, so by 2025, we want to get uh, 30,000 of these around the country. And there's a cost to it. There is a cost to each plan. And it's £499. And that's it. That's all it is. So that's forever. So that's from the time you get it. And if you're still going in 10 years' time, which hopefully you still will be, you'll still be part of the School Gun Success Plan uh, team. Um, so it's £499. We don't do subscriptions. We don't do add-ons to it. We teach uh, the schools how to make their own compost, how to save their own seeds so they don't have to keep going out and buying more and more. And I really want to try and create something that would last and actually be of a resource to teachers um, forever. So what we're going to do is, in the future as well, is we're going to do like com conferences like this and bring together teachers for free to make it uh, another resource, another thing on top where you can share more ideas. So, yeah, we really want to try and change the way that uh, school gardening happens at schools uh, forever um, and successfully uh, grow at school. And um, so, yes, everyone, any questions? Good, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so anyway, that's, that, is, uh, that is the plan, and that's what we want to do with schools. We, you know, we want to, uh, one school that I recently visited had uh, loads of raised beds 
12, there was about six raised beds that just basically over the year, a um, couple of years, had just turned to grass. And it was just too much for, there was two teachers looking after it in a school of, I think there was 14 classes. Uh, and it was just too much for two teachers to look after this area. It was quite a big area as well. It was too much for them to, to do themselves. And it's just such a pressure. But one of the best things I saw when we went on tour was uh, uh, meeting people like you that know like, that being outdoors is, is great. But the teachers that like, stood back and watched me be Bono on the back of the pickup truck and thought, what an idiot. Uh, those were the teachers that I thought, oh, we need to like tap into them. Like we need to make it really easy for them to garden, and that's where the school garden success plan came from. Um, so it's sort of like holding the hand of a teacher, really, and saying we can do gardening and we can do it this way, and you can add your educational bits on top of it to make it amazing for children. Because uh, I honestly think like uh, being outside, obviously, and gardening and learning where our food comes from is, is super important. So, um, yeah, that is, that is it, Ryan. That is the end of my talk. Thank you. <laughs>